Hello, friends. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to Where Are We Growing? I'm excited. This is going to be a good one. Do you want to intro this one? I feel like I've introed all of our I do, special I'm, episodes. I do make you do everything. I'm like, Brandon, who do we have with us today? Um, I will intro, I guess. We have the amazing, talented, smart, and beautiful Benji Plant. <laughs> Thank smart. you for being with us, Benji. Yay. Hello. Smart. Um, you don't think you're smart? Well, I guess I've, I haven't really been called that for most of my life. Like, I've been, I'm normally like a B... I was like a B student, so I've never B, been like the smart one. What do you always say, Brandon? B minus work can change the world. B minus work can change the world. I mean, well, and you have a whole degree too. Hello. Yeah. What did you tell the people? What is your yeah. degree in? It's in environmental studies. Um, yeah. Environmental I'm from UC Santa Cruz. Nice, Santa Cruz. I feel like I used to remember, were you posting about it a lot on like your Instagram story? I feel like I'd once in a while see like little snippets, 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 snippets. I need some snippets. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Like, a, like a mitt with a snip built in for propagating. I don't know. It just seemed like it'd be a good idea. <laughs> oh, wait, so you can propagate while you're cold? Or what, <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but... But anyways, so now you are a full-time content creator, right? Yeah, I just graduated recently. Um, well, I guess not recently anymore. I don't know. I keep saying recently, but I guess it was back in June. Of still feels recent. 2021. I graduated, yeah, it still feels what, recent. eight years ago? Does it still feel like you just graduated? <laughs> yeah, actually it does. <laughs> well, it's like, what do you do after you graduate? I feel like everyone's always like preparing you for like, oh my gosh, like you're going to go through high school and then college and then, and then you graduate and then what? And then life just goes downhill from there. Yeah. I'm like, what are we supposed to look forward to now? But I love that you're doing something that you love and we love to see it. And um, you've gotten wildly popular on Instagram, TikTok, and doing very well on YouTube. Like, I feel like we were just talking about this in one of our recent episodes. I feel like it's really hard to get YouTube subscribers. Yeah. It's very challenging, especially with how saturated it is now. Yeah. There's a lot of people on YouTube. Do you feel like a lot of your followers jump over from like TikTok or Instagram? Um, I think maybe more from Instagram, but I think most of my YouTube followers are from YouTube. Like, I don't really think many of my TikTok followers really migrated to my YouTube mm-hmm. because I think my content on the different platforms are a little bit different. It is. Um, yeah. So I don't know if my TikTok followers really care about like my life or like what I'm doing because I don't really show myself on my TikTok Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah it was like very slow in the beginning Um, but then kind of some videos go more viral and get on the homepage. like a plant tour will be a lot more popular than some random other video that I'm doing so um, it does it it was a lot more difficult to like build an audience on YouTube Mm -hmm. uh, versus TikTok especially yeah, because I guess that YouTube isn't really, like, pushing out content as much mm-hmm. as TikTok is. I feel like I more easily happen across people's videos where when I go yeah. to YouTube, I actually have to search for something or, like, look up what I want to be watching. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. Benji, I know this isn't, like, a fun mm-hmm. question because it's, like, where do I start? But tell us about yourself and <laughs> how you got into plants. Okay, well, my name is Benji. And I'm 22. I always start with that because I don't, never know where else to start. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. And um, so I'll just go into like 
Oh, well, I guess I live I live in Los Angeles in California. Um, and I got into house plants or well, I got into plants in general, I think, because my dad has always been into gardening, like mostly edible things or some flowers, some decorative stuff. And then my grandparents in Vietnam are rice farmers and they, they still are now. Um, so I think he brought that along with him from Vietnam. And uh, so I just kind of grew up helping him in the garden. And I think this is a very similar experience to a lot of people where they help their parents do like most of the outdoor stuff. And I wasn't like really into it when I was younger. It was more like work that I had to do outside. It was the chores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, um, I got to go out in the garden. Pick Ooh. the green beans. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, do like, you want to eat or not? Tomatoes. <laughs> I love so it. I did that a lot with him. But then what I was really interested in was the aquariums because my dad did aquarium stuff. Not really like planted aquariums, just fish in a thing with like gravel and castles and like decoration and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he introduced me to a lot of those things. And then it was kind of more when I started college, having my own place my dorm, my own place. (laughs) Like something that is not fully under my parents' roof was when I started to explore plants for myself more than um, just like being a thing that I did with my dad because it was sort of my space where I could do my own thing. Um, And then kind of in freshman year, I went to some nurseries. I brought some plants home. I got an asparagus fern. I still remember. Um, And that died very quickly because I just didn't water it because I wasn't like very knowledgeable about houseplants yet mm-hmm. um and then so I was just kind of into it not like super super into it and then sophomore year I moved into an apartment and my dad bought me a fiddly fig and an alocasia fry deck and I still have those plants uh right now I love that yeah so he I was like oh I like this plant he's like you can't grow that like it's not gonna work for you and I was like we'll see I'll try and then so it kind of just started from there. Um, and then I got really, I was like kind of into plants, not at the level where I have mm-hmm. like so many plants. Isn't it funny um, where you're like, I th- I was, I remember thinking yeah. I was into plants at some point, not knowing how into plants I was going to be at some point. Yeah, I thought potential. I was like an influencer in like <laughs> yeah, 2014, like, like, look at my succulent. <laughs> <laughs> I went the succulent craze, like back in that time, everyone had a succulent. <laughs> That was literally, that was all the arrangements at the nursery. It was all succulent arrangements. That's all you could get. And I I wanted them all. I was like, oh my God, these are so cute. I want every single one of them. (laughs) No. And then after that, uh, it was my junior year when I really got into planted aquariums, which is like aquariums and the main focus is with plants. Um, And that is sort of when I got really into plants in general Um, because with aquariums, you can kind of deep dive into research and information because there's a lot you can do with it. Um, and then I was like, oh, wait, I could also like kind of apply this kind of stuff to my house and my house plants. So then, um, from aquariums, I got back into house plants, but on like a more intense level. Uh, and now we're kind of just here today. (laughs) Just exploded (laughs) over time. Um, Did you have the same like major going into college that you graduated with or did you switch up, switch it up Mm -hmm. at some point? No, I was always, I went in as environmental studies. It wasn't really like, oh, this is my passion necessarily. It was, 
I took an environmental science class in high school that I really liked. And out of all the classes that I took in high school, that was the only one I actually enjoyed. The only one I did the readings for. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I kind of was just like, oh, you know, when you're applying to colleges, they tell you that it's not really that important what you choose. So I just was like, well, I'm kind of interested in this. So I'll start with this. And then I kind of kept going with it. And yeah, I did a lot of cool internships and things like that, that I probably wouldn't have gotten to do if I didn't do that major. Um, But it isn't a very um, practical major in terms of like the job market. So I'm happy that I kind of yeah. What do you think you would have done if you didn't move into plant content or do you have no idea what you would have like done after that? Well, when I was in my senior year, I did a research fellowship about sustainable aquaculture, um, which is like fish farming stuff. And they were doing research for like adding or using algae um, as a main ingredient in the fish feed. And I think if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably stay on the research team and because uh, they offered like, oh, if you want to stay, like, we can offer you a position. But I didn't love doing that because I don't know. I just don't love research. It's a lot of like scientific papers and mm-hmm. it's it can be a lot. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing now because you're very good at it. <laughs> it's a lot more fun, too. Before I was scrubbing fish tanks all the time. <laughs> well, I guess I, I feel like I'm I scrubbing fish tanks do all the time now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 97. <laughs> Yeah, Brandon just says the one. After watching, yeah, I'm sure I'll have a lot of fish tank questions because mine yeah. is uh, not doing well. After watching you struggle with yours, I don't think I ever even want to try. <laughs> no, it, it sounds like a lot, lot of work, like especially since be. they're little creatures. I would feel bad if it's like full of algae, and I'm like, shoot, I need to do something about that. Like, well, mine isn't even a, neglect. It's just like I, it just I, I think it's I think it's the water. I think I need to if I want to actually have a thriving aquarium. I think I need to go to the fish store and be like. Hey, I need 15 gallons a week. Just give me, I need to buy water. <laughs> it it can hard. be a lot of work. Yeah. yeah I don't it's know a learning if I'm cut out for, for that. Sure. I like the um, terrariums and maybe even like a little bowl of something, mm-hmm. but I don't think a big tank is really is my speed. Maybe someday. Well, I used to be, I used to have tons of fish tanks thriving. I used to run my mom's 100-gallon coral reef tank. No problem. I know. But now I, I have a 15-gallon tank with a couple neon tetras. Can't keep anything alive. I know. <laughs> they just kept dying out of nowhere. And I'm like, wh- like it seemed like the fish were mating. Like, there was just all of a sudden more one day. And then, and then, then all of a sudden, they were, were all gone. gone. Like, I'm just like, yeah, are they? Well, that. didn't you find one, like, stuck under a rock or something? They try to commit suicide in very fun and creative ways. It's insane. I feel like some of them, you've had fish jump out of the tank, and you mm-hmm. find them, like, behind mm-hmm. the dresser. I'm yep. like... <laughs> You, yeah. Maybe you need like a top on it. Do people like put a like a gate over it? So most so most fish tanks do. Mine is just a it's an aesthetic fish tank, so it oh, doesn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe I you need to have some floaters up top so they really can't get out. You know. Yeah, that, people do do that. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of like um, I don't know. What do you call the, aqua, the water plants? Aquatic plants. Aquatic plants. <laughs> <laughs> or aquarium. I was just gonna say aquarium plants. Aquatic plants. There's a lot out there, and I don't know anything about them. But. They have much more complicated names than our common house plants, like scientific names, too. That's why in aquarium hobby, people mostly use common names um, or shortened abbreviations and stuff. Yeah, we don't need to be all scientific and official with it. <laughs> That's all right. 
Well, you did say briefly that your dad had a lot of plants. So how about you tell us a little bit how it was like being surrounded with plants and how growing up with them impacted your life? And do you think you would have even gotten into houseplants if your dad wasn't into them? I, th- I think it really impacted my life by just like that's what I'm used to and that's what I want to be surrounded by because it feels very comfortable for me to like just look around and see greenery. And luckily, I live in California, where there's generally more green, I suppose, than other places. Um, uh, and I'm sorry, what was like the last part of the question? Do you think that you would have gotten into house plants if your dad wasn't into them? Like, oh, do you think you um, would have found the hobby at some point, or maybe not? I think I think so, because when I was at, but also I don't really even know. Maybe that is just like the influence from my dad. But <laughs> I was always very into like like forests were very magical to me or like lakes or even I remember like I saw a puddle and I would go and look into it and be like oh maybe there's some fish in here even though it's a puddle (laughs) on the street you know but my mind was like oh maybe there's something in there or even I remember looking in the street gutters because sometimes there would be like water in it Um, and I did find tiny snails in there one time so um, no clowns popping up out of nowhere (laughs) (laughs) I literally thought of it immediately (laughs) it was yeah no no luckily no no clowns well I think that brings us to our very first question coffee versus plants wants to know what is your oldest plant that you have so the oldest plant that I currently have well there's two because there's the fiddle leaf fig and the alocasia fried egg that I talked about earlier that my dad gave me um those I like try and take really good care of them because they hold some type of sentimental value for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so those I've had since my sophomore year of college at the beginning. So I think that's like, I think that's like four years or three and a half or so. I'm not very good with time and like adding that together, but I think that it's around there. Yeah, I feel like that's very impressive to be keeping a fry deck along the fry deck alive that long, especially like yeah. I'm guessing was that your first alocasia ever? Yeah, and it went through a horrible phase where it was doing absolutely nothing, and then it was down to just the stump. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll keep it because if my dad asks about it, I don't want to tell him that I killed it. <laughs> like, it's right there. I tried. It's you can through, see it is right it's there. Been through a lot. <laughs> but it came and then back. one day I just gave it more light, and it just thrived. And I was like, oh wow, that's what it needed. And yeah, beautiful. We love a comeback story. Or you just throw them off your deck. Oh. I just realized that I've been calling it an alocasia Friday, but I meant alocasia poly. Oh yeah, poly. <laughs> yeah, I like, was like I'm, a Friday. I feel like that would be a very no, hard first I, one, right? No. <laughs> I yeah. still struggle with my Friday now. So yeah, I I gave mine away because someone was like, "I really want one." I was like, "You can have mine." And then I got another one, and I kind of just like forgot about it. My brain tells me I want a variegated one, and then I realize no. Probably not. Maybe I don't. Oh. Yeah, I need to get a little bit better with the with the normal one before I get a variegated one. I'm scared to get any variegated alocasias because they're pricey and oh, they're yeah. scary. But I really like. Oh my god, the black, the variegated black velvets, like the pink. How oh. much are those? I have not seen people like oh, sell my those. Gosh, I don't like even those, know how much they that are. Salad Beard Farms. They're yeah. like I follow, minimum five hundred dollars. Thirty five and Thrive. He's the one who Seth Seth Schwears. That his name. He don't, has. You don't ask me names. Oh my god! Well, thirty-five <laughs> and thrive. Um, he has so many variegated fried eggs. I think that's kind of what he specializes in. He likes to take like random like sport, 
irrigation student mm. try to stabilize them and get something really fancy, but some really, really cool stuff. And like even yeah. the variegated Maharani, like that white is just stunning. I love the texture. That'd be nice. I honestly would like that more than a, a variegated fry deck. Well, I, spo- I suppose they're like, isn't technically like fry deck is the variegated one. And yeah, I don't really understand that yeah. still fully, but yeah, that the non-variegated one is like Mitsukitsuyama. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, it's not technically a fried egg; it's the non-variegated one. Whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever. Okay, let's jump into plant social media. So I know you said I don't remember what I was watching recently, where you said you started posting around November 2020 plant content. What got you yeah. to what got you to join plant social media and like want to share that with everybody? I think, well, I first got started on Instagram. It was just like, because I wanted to post about my plants, but I didn't want to post it on my main plant or my main social media page because like who really cares about my plants? I feel like that's what we all say. Everyone says that. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to just like saturate my thing with plants because people are going to be like, this is so random. So I made my own Instagram account um, called Benji Plant. And it was not, that name was just because I had no idea what else to create like for my username, I was like, well, this kind of like, it's very, it tells you a lot about what the account is about. So yeah, um, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> Benji and yeah. Plants. Yeah. So, now you're stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking like, should I change my name? This was a while ago, but I was mm-hmm. like, should I change it? Cause I was like, it's not very interesting, but I'm happy I kept it. Cause I feel like it has a nice, like Benji plant. Is- yeah. Absolutely. I feel like you're iconic as a person, at least to me. I look up to you as a plant person, and I feel like I couldn't imagine your name not being there. Everyone knows you as Benji, I feel like. I feel like pe- people talk about Benji all the time, and they don't even have to say Benji plant. They just say Benjis. And I'm like, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> well, at least that's what I think. Okie dokie. Should we do another um, random question since there's so many of them? Oh, yeah, there are a ton. Do you have any that you feel like would fit in? Are we pulling one out? I don't know. It looks like the next one that we have written down up there is how do you make planty friends? I feel like that's assuming that you have planty friends. Not that you, not that I'm assuming <laughs> you don't. But I feel like you've done like some planty meetups, right? Like locally? Yeah. So I've done a few plant swaps. Um, and that's been really fun to like host a plant swap kind of. I mean, it was very informal hosting. Mm-hmm. It's like meet at this place at this time and let's do a plant swap. I didn't <laughs> even know what a plant swap really was because I've never been to one um so it was kind of a big learning process but for like planty friends I have two that I like talk to a lot um there's Jahao who lives in Los Angeles and then there's my friend Michael um he lives in uh Portland and I started talking to Michael before I even like really started any social media stuff I think I had like 300 followers when I started talking to him um and we've just been chatting ever since I just found him on Instagram and then I I dm'd him and started talking to him because I had no other people to talk about plants with and then Jahao we just I think we met on Instagram or something um and then he was just like hey do you want to trade plants and then he came over and then we've been hanging out ever since pretty much also Theo is scratching at my door. I don't know if you can hear. I hear him. I love yeah. your little new little doggy. My little chihuahua. So cute. Was it hard leaving him when you had to like go out of town for a little bit for the first time? Yeah, it it was because like just worrying about him and like, yeah, just if he felt like a little baby, you know? Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I, I want to leave my baby. Literally. <laughs> bring my baby yeah. with. 
So when you, I think someone did ask this in here at some point, um, what do you do with your plants and I guess your dogs then when you go out of town for a little bit, do you just leave them? Do you have someone, well, I guess you're not just leaving your dogs, but like, do you have someone who comes over and checks on stuff or not? Well, I try to make it so, well, for, for Theo, my dog, uh, we just had him stay with my, with Chris's cousin who lives in Los Angeles. So that was pretty nice. But with my plants, I try to make it so they don't need maintenance at least for like four days. Um, so four days is kind of like, I feel very comfortable with leaving them alone for four days. So before I leave, I'll just water all of them pretty much. And then like kind of get them ready for the days that I'm gone. Um, but I've never had someone come over before and help because there's a lot of like little things that I know how to do to take care of my plants and my aquariums, for example, that would be very difficult to explain to someone or like fully trust them I think I could trust Jahao Mm -hmm. uh, my friend who lives in Los Angeles but like I couldn't ask just a random friend who's not into plants to come over and water them or anything yeah it's intimidating Um, I had to like feed someone's lizard one time when I was watering their plants (laughs) I was like I'm not worried about watering all these plants and then there's this extensive instructions for feeding these little like I don't mm-hmm. know, creepy looking lizard things. Lizard things. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm like, okay, this is a, like, cr- I had to like open this box of crickets and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm mm. going to die. <laughs> it's too much. Way too much. Well, someone literally asked, how are you so cute? LOL. <laughs> it's literally, I'm not kidding. That's one of the questions. Don't they know that you guys are going to have to read that? <laughs> I, they know they're not embarrassed. They are not embarrassed. Oh, this one was a good one from Rose, Plant with Rose. Um, who we just oh, I love her. Had an episode with yeah. earlier today. Yeah, she, she said, wanted us to say hi to you. She said, uh, you create such beautiful content. Who do you watch slash who inspires you? So I do watch Rose. I didn't know that's how you say her name. I always thought it was Roose. That's what we were, <laughs> yeah, we literally told her that. She says that some of her close friends will still think that. I guess you have to like hear someone say it. I literally had to ask I her. I just think Roose is so cute. Roose is cute, yeah. <laughs> but she, I guess it's not technically pronounced Rose in her language, but she says it's mm, kind of like sense. it's a little yeah. bit different to pronounce, but she says it's just way easier to say Rose, so. So we don't, none of us know what her name really is. Yeah, <laughs> so we have no clue, so we're just all making things up. So yeah, who inspires you? Who do you love? Um, well, I was just watching one of her videos recently for alocasia care because she has some really pretty alocasia. Um, but some of my like favorite, favorite people on YouTube is one Summer Rain Oaks. Like I am a Summer Rain Oaks stan um, <laughs> for sure. And um, so she most, her mostly for houseplants and then for aquariums, I really like Fu the flower horn. Um, I don't know if you guys really know but he's like kind of a big inspiration for me in terms of the more like chill vibes for plants and like aquariums and stuff Mm -hmm. um i'm sure some of the listeners have like watched his videos before because his videos have like millions of views it's like feeding my shrimp a carrot and stuff like that so (laughs) (laughs) maybe Um, i need some shrimp they sound easy (laughs) and they sound like a little party that's i don't know people on tiktok do like little shrimp raves remember yeah (laughs) i know what you're talking about (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what like, you're talking that looks about, fun. too. A little <laughs> shrimp party? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Remember when we went to the shrimp store? 
Oh my God. Very don't remind me. Yeah. Brandon's like, we need to go to the shrimp store. And I'm like, oh my God, what? <laughs> we go to this random like hole in the wall business. It was in like a warehouse. I was literally like, like is this even open? Office complex. Like yeah. And it was so weird. It was like family run and there's like kids running around and I'm just like, what is uh-huh. going on? It, just, didn't, it felt like we weren't supposed to be in there. Yeah. <laughs> just really just weird. Tanks and tanks and tanks of scrimp. Just so many scrimp. And they're kind of expensive, weren't they? Oh yeah. Some, mm-hmm. of, some of them were like $100 a shrimp. That's... Yeah. Apparently there's a uncommon shrimp world. <laughs> no, there are. And what's interesting too is that they have different grades based on how good their coloration is. So there's like S tier, like SS grade. And it's really interesting. Yeah. Oh, is that the same for like isopods? Because I know that you have those little guys too. Do they have like uncommon yeah, ones of I'm those? Not, they they do. There's I don't know about like the grades, but there are definitely uncommon ones. There's like the rubber ducky isopods. Um, that people really like because they sort of look like rubber ducks. And I think for like, for 10, it's a little over $100. Dang. Um, so yeah, there's definitely like rare isopods as well. But I'm not super into them, so I don't know that much. I saw you have one that's called Dairy Cow Isopod, and that made me laugh. Mm, those are really cute. <laughs> it is yeah. really cute. It's like literally has little spots on it. I like mm-hmm. it. Exactly. They all creep me out. No I found one. I found one on my floor, going across uh, their living room, and I just put it in my terrarium. Well, Jesse had her <laughs> isopods him. eat all her plants that were in her terrarium. Yeah, someone's like, "Oh my god, it'll eat all your plants," and then some people are like, "Oh my god, it'll eat all the bacteria. It'll be great." And I'm like, "Okay, so I've never had them eat my plants." Yeah, before. I'm like, "What? Are there different ones, but, or maybe there's different breeds? I don't know." Mm-hmm. That eat the plants. Yeah, I think it's really diverse, but I thought that they mostly only eat dead. Or decaying leaves, mm-hmm. or leaves that are about to die too. Um, so maybe all of their plants were about to die. Who knows? Yeah, mm, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving right along. What's our next question? My eyes are horrible. Let me see here. What do you think drove your success as a plant personality on the internet? What sets you apart, Benji? Tell us. <laughs> uh, I I think that well I actually recently kind of got this question so I was thinking that maybe um, I think my approach to plants might be a little bit different than most like of the more popular plant people that you see on the internet like well I mean I used to care more about like rare and uncommon plants but eventually I was kind of like why do I actually care about that and then I started just getting what I like and um, I think like I don't really do like the rare and uncommon plant stuff very often um, and I kind of treat every plant as if they're like something special and it, even if they are like a rare plant I don't emphasize that fact mm-hmm. um, I also think maybe like my age like for a lot of people on the internet or people who are starting to get into plants I might be more around their age range um, I also uh, maybe I'm also like an Asian male uh, and I think that's a little bit more uncommon in like the plant community on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think maybe also I focus a lot on the aesthetics more so than care guides, even though I do add that in sometimes, but I just try to make things look really pretty with oh, my yeah. plants. And They're- I don't know if a lot of people do that. It's so. very pleasing to watch. 
That's for sure. Thank you. <laughs> well, and I heard you say one of your recent videos that you don't really stage things for pictures that often. Mm-hmm. You just like snap a picture and I'm like, oh, that's just what it looks like all the time. How nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you wait for like certain lighting because everything's like always like seems like the sun setting or it's coming in. It's very like golden hour. Um, yeah. So I'm sure you wait for like the specific time of day. I know whenever I, I get like a random kick at night to be like, oh, I want to film some content. And I'm like, but it's dark out. So what am I, <laughs> what am I filming yeah. now? But I, I feel that every time I scroll through your TikTok, everything like down to the sound is just mm-hmm. like perfection and it's pleasing. Yeah. The opposite of us. <laughs> We're not like, you have to like us. Our to aesthetic watch our is a mess. No, it's a mess. <laughs> You're here for the personality. That's about it. Yeah. Oh, that's great though. That's, that's honestly like pretty nice. <laughs> Let me see here. I'm not going to go back to those questions. Let's stay on ours. As someone who wouldn't fit the typical influencer mold, have you had any difficulty navigating a large audience, like especially getting such a big following in a short amount of time? Um, I think, well, like when I first started on TikTok and I started getting a lot of followers, I got really scared. Like all these people looking at me and like probably like judge, not judging me, but just like perceiving me as a person. Um, and I was really worried about that. And I was about to like delete everything. I was <laughs> just to- kidding. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> I was talking, I was talking to Chris, my boyfriend, like, I don't know if I could do this. Like I was very nervous about that. Um, and so for like navigating a large audience, I think like on TikTok, I don't necessarily really connect that much with my audience. Um, just cause there's so many people and most of the people who view my content are mostly from the for you page. So they don't really know anything about me. And I also don't necessarily show my personality or myself on my TikTok. Um, so that's sort of why I gravitate a little bit more towards Instagram and YouTube now, because it does feel like more of a community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was difficult at first. I was like, who is my audience? I don't really know who these people are. Um, but with YouTube and Instagram, I've really grown to like understand these people who enjoy what I put out. And I like really appreciate that they just appreciate what I do. And um, so now it's, I feel more chill about it, but before I was very like nervous all the time. What did Chris think about this following? (laughs) Um, He's always been like my biggest supporter, which is really nice to be able to actually say truthfully. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, he just thinks it's cool. And he's like, well, I kind of expected it like for you because he just he's not surprised at all (laughs) (laughs) i love it and he's also now like working with you full-time right Mm -hmm. yeah he helps me record and stuff which is nice because i'm not just talking to like a camera Mm -hmm. which is really hard for me to do like i have a difficult time not feeling unnatural or awkward um with just me and a camera so it feels like i'm almost talking to him essentially when i film my videos um yeah so He's working with me and it's been very nice because there's a lot of stuff to do, especially with a lot of plants. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we have this question coming up, but did you have any prior like editing experience? Because I feel like your YouTube videos are very well done, like just down to like transitions. Like it's it's a whole production. It makes sense. Like even going from day to day, like it doesn't feel like, OK, it's the next day now. Like it's just feels very <laughs> it feels just very natural. And I'm like going through the weekend. It's just very chill. Nothing's abrupt. It's very well thought out. There's several different like sounds going in and out, like different soundtracks. Like I love it. And yeah. How did that come about? 
<laughs> That's really sweet. I don't really normally hear like people give feedback, like mm-hmm. like talking. You know, it, it's it's different when it's like talking versus looking at comments. But thank you for that. That was very nice. Um, I don't have any prior editing experience. Like I when I you can see when I started editing in my first YouTube video, like you can definitely see my progression and how I've learned. Because um, I'm sure you guys know like a lot of being of creating content is learning, like doing your mm-hmm. own research and trying to learn how to do your own stuff, like learning different software. So mm-hmm. I use Adobe Premiere Pro and that thing is very confusing looking when you first start out. Mm-hmm. But luckily <laughs> I I did have a little bit of experience with Photoshop um, in high school because I did some graphic design courses. So uh, that's probably the only prior experience I have. And then I also kind of like learned how to take photos. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see, like, if you look at my old Instagram posts and just scroll up, you can kind of see, like, the progression and how I've learned how to do stuff. Um, yeah. I love that. It's it's just so good. But I guess it's, like, all about pressing buttons and learning what they do and experimenting. Yeah, exactly. I just stick to the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, but you know what all these buttons do on this thing. Yeah, I don't hardly. Know what, I don't know what's going on I had to turn your mic every- off and switch it to a different one because... <laughs> I couldn't yeah. figure it he's out. Literally turned off my mic and he's pressing a bunch of buttons and I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I wouldn't know how to manage three voice tracks or I don't know yeah. if that's how you guys do it. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. We have like a sound like there's even like special. Bing bong. I always press that one. <laughs> we need a new one. We, we told people last episode, if you guys have random sound bites that you want to hear besides bing bong, let me know. Because I think I have exhausted the bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> all i have okay well should we get to a a break soon or what yeah absolutely it's just getting that time yeah we will take a quick break a word from our sponsors maybe (laughs) by the time this episode comes out we'll have some real sponsors but we'll see we can dream (laughs) so yeah here's some here's a little break and a word from some people brb bye Hey, Minneapolis friends, what are you doing April 30th, 2022? Monstera Plant Co. is hosting our first ever event, the Foliage Fling and Market. This event will start with a plant swap where you can trade plants with other local planty people. And after the swap, you can stay a while and shop our market full of plants, vintage, and other local vendors. We'll even have a food truck so you can stay and hang out all day. There's also going to be a scavenger hunt for the two weeks before the event where you can hunt down your dream plants and other great prizes. But don't worry, if you don't win the scavenger hunt, you can always enter the raffle and win big at the event itself. Go to www.monsteraplant.co to find out all the details and register for the plant swap. Also, if you do have a business local to Minneapolis or St. Paul and would be interested in becoming a vendor, send us an email at contact at monsteraplant.co. We can't wait to see you on Saturday, April 30th for the Foliage Fling and Market brought to you by Monstera Plant Co., Siempre Viva Vintage, and Ambibulis. Come hang out with me and Nicole and let's have some fun and swap some plants. And we're back. We are back indeed. We need to come up with a better comeback phrase. Why? I don't know. Okay, consistency. We're being consistent. That's something we can't do normally, so. Are we being consistent? I don't even remember what I say each time. I just kind of repeat you. I think we always say, I think I always say, and we're back, and then you always say, and we're back. Oh, whatever. (laughs) Okay, we are back with the Benji, Benji plant, and we're going to talk about your collection with all of these questions that we have. (laughs) (laughs) Not a single one that we came up with. It's just from other people. All questions from viewers. So, c.plants.c asks, 
what are your tips for having a plant aesthetic? I think that's very broad, but mm. give, yeah, it, give that, it your I, best. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at that because just like there's some questions laid out here and I was like, I don't necessarily know how to answer that just because I kind of just look for the plants that I like. And then I don't necessarily know if there is like a plant aesthetic because I feel like most plants look good together. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe more, I guess, like with the pods that I also add them with um i try to normally go for like pots that um don't detract too much from the plant Mm -hmm. so i'll think like oh i don't want a pot that's too busy if the foliage is like variegated or it's a very bushy plant but maybe i wouldn't mind the pot to be um more busy if the plant is very simple and like say the trunk is very long or something um but I think just kind of think of maybe a color palette for your pots, just a general color palette. So they all look fairly cohesive. I also think that natural things look good with plants generally. So like terracotta or some type of ceramic and with maybe with like wood stakes or um, also with wood furniture or something like that looks really good, I think. Um, but I have difficulty like giving tips for anyone else's plant aesthetic because everyone's aesthetic is different and I only know mine so yeah Yeah. you have your everyone has their own taste but yeah if you want to be like Benji I guess just like get get some some, yeah get some terracotta (laughs) just very clean take some pictures with the sunset coming in Mm -hmm. you know and it's also I feel like your plants are well spread out Um, a lot of mine are just jumbled together and you Mm -hmm. literally like can't tell how many plants there are because there's so many of them so I guess maybe having them letting them have their own moment you know Mm -hmm. so you can actually appreciate like yeah Mm -hmm. I do try and do that to either like space them out a little bit or have specific areas for my plants um, where I do group them a little bit more because how many Um, plants would you say you have and obviously, like, a terrarium is, like, a lot of plants. But, like, individual plants mm-hmm. in a pot, what would your estimate be? I don't know. It's really hard because I've never been the one to count. Because I know a lot of people are, like, into the number. I'm afraid I'm at but 400. But I've never. I don't really? Wanna, I don't want to count. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have more than me, and I have almost 400 plants. I don't believe that. <laughs> Nicole's you, like do no, I have a problem no when you say it like that I'm thinking I'm like I don't have the energy to take care of 400 plants who do you think I am <laughs> but I guess a lot of them are like the same I have a lot of philodendrons obviously and they're just doing their own thing like not the velvety ones but just like the very hardy like can take drying out completely like I just like to keep plants around that either look like they're thirsty when they're thirsty or um, I don't know, don't need any maintenance for a while. Yeah, like this room d- doesn't really have, it's not a planty room, but there's 17 plants in this room. <laughs> yes, yeah, and that's, I guess, a lot for one person, but that's just what's in this very room that we're sitting in. <laughs> what do you think you have, Benji? How many? Give us a number. A ballpark. I, I don't really count, like, propagations because they're all, like, in one thing. Oh, yeah, no. You know, because I think it would be really, if we're getting down to, like, propagations and tiny plants like that, yeah. I don't. That would be a very high number probably, but I think I have around like individual pots with plants in it, including my balcony, I think around 75. It's not too many because I did do a lot of like purging when I moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And you have a lot yeah. of like big plants yeah. too. Yeah, right? that's the thing too. That I do have a few large ones, so there's just not room for it if I want it to feel not 
too um, cluttered with plants. So, yeah. Yeah, I've got one large plant. Uh, I, my bird alerts. My bird's a <laughs> big one. So I have like two large plants. Wouldn't you consider your big pothos large? I mean, it's kind of big. I guess. I don't know. This depends on what you think is large. Like, if, you're, if we're talking, like, if I wanted to, like, bring this plant to the shower, but I physically couldn't carry it, that's a big plant. Okay, I guess I was like, being prejudiced thinking you can only be a large plant if you're on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot of big plants that you have around here. Well, you even have, like, big clarinariums. Not clarinariums, yeah. Okay, I forget. I do have big plants. Yeah, you have <laughs> They're big... just so buried by little plants that uh-huh. I don't... <laughs> Crystallinum, that's what I was thinking of. I'm like, what can I not and think of? No, that Magnificum now is in like a two gallon pot. Oh, yeah. And it's gonna... You have a big pasta too. Ugh. Get out of here with this. I don't have any big plants. You got me. I'm scared of like those plants that get very large. Like now, my Gloriosum, I really love it, but it is just too big. And it's like. Get some spider mites, they'll bring it down to size. It's had it for like the entire time I've owned it. And just recently, I've sort of gotten rid of them now. So. Oh, yeah, I that's like it. my struggle plant with spider mites. It's always like the velvety philodendrons for me. They, and I feel like because people always peg like the alocasias as a spider mite whores. I think this they bring them in and then they say, "Ooh, why would I <laughs> yeah, want to be on this alocasia when there's this varicosum right here?" Yeah, with these velvety <laughs> philodendrons, I think that the damage appears like immediately. But mm-hmm. I feel like the allocations could get covered in them and you won't even notice that, that much. Yeah. And then just the oldest leaf kind of starts to droop. Yeah, they can they can be covered in them and you wouldn't you wouldn't know until you got right up to it. But then like uh, velvety philodendron, like... Like you have a perfect new leaf yeah, and the next day you, it's destroyed. You wipe off the spider mites and there's still dots from where they were. <laughs> yeah, those tiny little dots that appear. Oh, so, I hate that. it. <laughs> so bad. Anywho. But the new leaves look pretty though. <laughs> I've been having like thrips on things left and right and like new new thrip leaves with like the like I don't know it's just this pattern on them it's like the stripings are like yeah. munching their way up it drives me crazy anyways Rebecca's plants asks how do you feel when one of your favorite plants die so I don't want to sound like like He's so about scared. to be like, I. none of my favorite plants have died. What are you talking about? I killed any of my plants that I really like. Um, because normally when my plants die, it's normally due to neglect. Mm-hmm. So I would not consider those my favorite plants. Um, yeah. But I did sort of recently have a lot of begonia die that I really liked. Um, I got them sent from botanicas. And I accidentally killed a few of them because I didn't have high humidity or high enough humidity in my cabinet because I didn't seal it. Um, But I don't know. I never really feel too, like, emotional or anything, unless it's something, like, if my fiddle leaf fig died because it has, like, a sentimental value to it, I would be pretty sad because I can't just get that back. But, like, Mm -hmm. these begonias that died, if I did want them again, I could get them back um, because I didn't really hold any value to them. But uh, I took that, like, begonia experience as like a learning uh, moment and now I know I knew what was wrong with the begonias so I sealed the cabinet and then now the humidity is better and now I can grow begonias in there so I just didn't know what kind of care they needed so I kind of take it more as like oh that's what went wrong and now I can apply it to future plants that I have. A learning experience yeah we love it there definitely are like some begonias that like 
don't need that much humidity, but then some that like demand a hundred percent. Yep, I, that's why I don't get into yeah. any of the ones. Well, because I have like my like just my regular like begonia maculata. Like she's hanging out thirty percent humidity. She doesn't care. Like as long as I water her in time, yeah. she's she's doing just fine. But there's a couple of them that mm, they're like, they just melt. Yeah, they oh, melt. They're like, they're like I, melt need, I need high, high, high humidity. I really want to get one of those little Darth Vader ones. Oh, I want no, that's, that's the, the one I want. One that's that the died one for me. I was like, oh my god, this is what I've been wanting for so yeah, long. Yeah, that's I, a good one. I killed my Julau. Yeah. Oops, I think I accident. I kind of like let it, uh, let it go. Like I saw that it looked bad, and I knew that it needed a drink, and I didn't do anything about it. Oops, <laughs> it happens. You're like, yeah. I'm just going to watch you. Die. It wasn't meant to be. Oh, same thing with my pink minx. I also let that one go. Oh, oh my God. Mind. You were so excited I about that one. I was obsessed with my pink minx. It's whatever. I feel like everyone has them now. It's not going to be as hard for me to get. Yeah, I don't know. What's cool about begonias, I feel they're very easy to propagate because mm-hmm. um, you can like make a ton of plants from just one leaf. It's really weird. I didn't know that's how begonias could be propagated, but like you could cut a leaf yeah, in a certain way and then it'll it sprout from. A bunch of spots, yeah. I love it. And especially that's there's that's one that when you chop them, like every single node all the way down just like pushes out new growth. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Every time I've tried, I've failed, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I the begonia game changed for me a little bit when I started giving them more light. I didn't know that they needed like oh yeah. Not like, an insane amount of light, but they knew, do need more than like your average. Like even my maculata, I put right. it under direct light, it's like mm-hmm. That's one I feel like that, like people who have a really big begonia, it's probably just your normal, just a normal angel wing. Okay. What is it like having a lot of plants and a roommate? (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily, all like I used to live in a house before in college with um, five other people. So, nightmare. (laughs) I'm. I, I mostly had my plants in my room, but I slowly kind of started to like add them in the living room because I ran out of space or in the kitchen. Relatable and... content. Mm-hmm. Just sneak them out. <laughs> yeah. And eventually and, it's a whole jungle. Uh, yeah. And I've honestly never, they've never even like mentioned anything about it, like negative. Um, I think most of them, or my, I think my roommates appreciate it. Uh, just because it's like filling a space with plants, but they don't have to take care of it, so it's a it's an ideal situation in a way. Who wouldn't want uh, that? Yeah. So luckily, I haven't had any bad experiences with that, um, and my roommates kind of just let me do what I want with my plants. Um, so I think I'm very lucky in that sense. Yes, we love it. Oh, and that last question was from Botany by Nicole. I forgot to say that. Next one is from Cassie Cavanaugh, Cassie Doc Cavanaugh. <laughs> How do you prevent getting overwhelmed with your collection? I like hearing this from other people because I feel like we ask everybody this. And I, f- I feel like we've everyone's like, oh, yeah, we get overwhelmed. And me and you are just like, we're just chugging through. Soon we'll have a thousand plants. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we get overwhelmed. I don't know about you. I get well, overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed. But, like, I feel like everyone has, like, a breakdown. We're, we, we, I feel like we still haven't reached our breakdown breakdown. We thrive on the stress. Yeah. That's the only thing that keep make, wakes me up in the morning. <laughs> Is having to care for these fuckers. <laughs> How do you deal with it, Benji? Um, well, I haven't felt overwhelmed by my plans since I moved. So when I moved, I was like, okay, I want to downsize a little bit because it was kind of getting to the point where, like, I had I had most of my collection in my room. And every time I entered my bedroom, I would see a plant that needed some type of care. 
and it would just be like oh another thing that i need to do and it would kind of just never end because the plants dry out and then they need to be repotted and maybe it needs fertilizer maybe it has pests or something so i was just constantly like stressed out in a space where i should feel more relaxed in my bedroom um so i decided when i moved that i wanted to get rid of a lot of the plants that i just like was not really that into so i got rid of all of my duplicates um i added i took small portions of uh certain plants and put them into one pot like for some reason i was so obsessed with collecting the different pothos and philodendron um, i was like i'm gonna get all of them and then the <laughs> list those like infographics that people make kept expanding and expanding and i was like okay yeah, like, this is I not even possible <laughs> and then you put yeah, did you so put them like, all in one pot i know that yeah, you have so a philodendron I, medley yeah so i just took I was like, why do I even have all of these? They kind of give me the same experience, except they're slightly different variation or like color. So I was like, I don't really need this many of like the varieties and they take up so much space. Um, so I just cut propagations and put them into one pot. And now I really like how it looks. Um, and I've also kind of like made it easier for myself. So uh, so like I said earlier, I want my plants to all be able to be fine for like four days. Um, so either I'll increase the amount of, say, like cocoa core that I add into the mix um, so they retain more moisture. Um, or I'll repot them into a larger pot. Or now recently I made Sunday my plant care day where I do the majority of stuff. And it's been really nice because I can get through like watering my staghorn ferns all in one time instead of um, having it to be so spread out. Cause I feel like you guys probably relate where you just kind of walk around and see what needs to be done mm -hmm. and then you do it. And yeah. So I've kind of designated Sunday as my day to get through the majority of things. Love it. I feel like we can skip over that last one cause we covered that question, but let's talk about terrariums and aquariums. The, uh, apparently what's going to be the meat of this journey long awaited <laughs> we have a lot that's, to learn and that's interesting though because i never really know if people care about my terrariums and aquariums my aquariums more than the terrariums just because like i don't really post about the aquariums that often um so whenever i post about them i'm like do people actually care about these so i feel like i remember the aquarium or like yeah at least the little fishbowl ones i don't mm -hmm. know being like your OG TikToks and like yeah, they were very popular. Like feeding my Those snails, changing things. the water, whatever the heck, like mm -hmm. anything. It was just and I think I think why people really like it is because the people who are very into terrariums, aquariums, like they take it too far. Like we do plants, <laughs> where like you like you it's too complicated. You present yeah. them in a way that's easy to digest. It's beautiful. It's simple. Where like. I feel like, and I've watched a lot of aquarium content creators. They're nuts. Oh, fish They've talk just is got crazy. a room with 5,000 mm -hmm. gallons of fish, and it's overwhelming. It's weird. They're nerdy. I bet They're it smells like... horrible, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm it, saying. It, it won't smell bad if they take care of them correctly. Mm. But I do I do know what you're saying, Brandon. Like, like if people think the houseplant community is crazy, aquarium people are on like another level. I, I um, accidentally got on fish talk for a while and even the fish talk community. Dude, they toxic. are nuts. Every single time I see someone like <laughs> get a new fish, I'm like checking There's the comments. Drama. I'm like, is, are the fish people here yet? So I'm guess, I mean, Benji, you've gotten a lot of people watching your stuff. Have you ever gotten any crazy fish people in your comments? N no, because I think I do it like 
I do it right. He's, he's giving us the air quotes. He's like, <laughs> like because I know what people would say. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so I just would like not do that stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So, because I was kind of into like the fish community, aquarium community before I got into houseplants, just like on Reddit or on YouTube. So I know what is like not okay. So I've never been, I've never been like, I've never received any of those comments. Um, the only comments I have received was like when I did make those plant bowls, people were like, do not put fish in it. Or like, I am so happy you did not put a fish in it or stuff like that. Um, so I was like, yeah, I didn't put a fish in it. It's for plants. So. <laughs> like, well done. Okay. Like, okay, thanks for coming. Move along. Like, I, know it's, I know it's not okay. Um, and I didn't do it. So you're like, but, okay, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> oh, fish people. Okay, Brandon. I love you guys, though, by the way. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to take over this one? Um, yeah, absolutely. So where did you get started with planted aquariums, and what draws you to these little contained ecosystems? So, like, I was into aquariums with my dad, just, like, fish and shrimp and the idea of them. And then I really got into the planted aquariums um, because I really like the idea of... Uh, different organisms interacting like with snails and fish and plants all in one ecosystem like they all play a part uh within the tank and I think that that's really cool like you feed the fish and then it poops and then um it is essentially fertilizer for your plants and then the plants uh, pretty much clean the water because they take in the nitrogen and the nutrients and stuff so that concept really appealed to me and so that all really kind of started with Food the Flowerhorn, the YouTube channel I was talking about. Um, so I would just like literally watch his repeat his videos and just watch them as I fell asleep because it's like nice music. And um, so that's where I get a lot of my inspiration from. Uh, and yeah, and then I got into terrariums um, kind of. So I had my aquarium phase, heavy houseplant phase terrarium phase because I was like oh wait I have plants and I already like aquariums so there's let's just like put these two things together <laughs> um and so I got terrariums and yeah so I kind of do like all of that stuff and that's I think it keeps things very exciting for me because it is like a different thing but still plants um and yeah so yeah I just like adding little things together and creating a little world essentially. I love that. It's just like a little ecosystem right in front of you, right in your home. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're really cool when you get it right, which speaking of, what are your tips to get it right? Because yeah. I am obviously not doing it right. Yeah. What do you think are like, <laughs> what mistakes are people making? What's is like... It with, aqu with aquariums? Yeah. What is it? I don't know. Like with your fish tank? Well, um, with mine, it's like all the water parameters are right. I'm assuming I just have really hard water and that's a big part to play with it I don't know I don't know it the the thing is with one of the reasons I don't talk too much about aquariums and my aquariums now is that my aquariums that I have currently are a little bit more complicated like I have co2 injection that I inject into the water because it helps with plant growth um so I don't really want to talk about them because it can be very it can get complicated kind of fast and be very overwhelming to someone who's just getting into it and I think the majority of my followers aren't like into aquariums like like that mm -hmm. um so I've been a little bit hesitant to talk about it but 
I think that a lot of issues that people have is um, not maybe not doing enough water changes, leaving the light on for too long, like not having a timer, um, having a consistent time for your light to be on is really important to prevent algae growth. And what's a good um, consistent time? <laughs> um, it, it Asking for also, a friend. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't have it next to uh, natural light as well. That's really bad. Oh, yeah. I made that mistake oh. before, but not, not currently. <laughs> it's in a dark corner. It's, it is in a dark corner. And I only have that light on for like eight or nine hours a day. Yeah, so around eight or seven hours. Seven? But <laughs> We're changing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> God. But then, like, I there's also this thing. <laughs> there's also this thing that you can do, which is why I say like, it can get complicated fast, is that there's this thing where people leave the light on for four hours, and then they'll turn it off for two hours. Then they'll turn it on again for four hours. I've got because... smart plugs. I can do that. Brandon's like, I can <laughs> get scheduled right now. <laughs> the reasoning why is to allow for gas exchange in between the time when the light is on and when it's off. So that way, because you need CO2 in the water for the plants to be able to photosynthesize. So like if you have the lights off for two hours, that allows enough time for gas exchange to occur. So that's why it's like, it can get, you know, a lot. That was a great tip. I will be implementing that tip tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my cat would go berserk if I had a fish tank. I don't know. She would shove her whole body into the inside of it. She would be in it. People commented things like, oh, that's to my planted bowl TikTok. They're like, oh, that's nice. But my my cat would just like knock it off the shelf. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, Brandon. You know how often I drop plants or knock them over accidentally? I can't do that with a glass bowl (laughs) with a creature in it. I can't do that. That's not happening. It would have to be in a very like low traffic area, and that doesn't exist in my home. That I don't have that. Yeah, I was just trying to like think, and I'm like, no. Where would I put a fish tank or a little bowl of anything with water in it? <laughs> you'd have to have a big fish tank that was like pretty much completely sealed. Yeah, like you, it had to be something that you'd have to try and knock over. But I don't have the energy for that. That's too much. <laughs> I want just a little bowl someday, mm-hmm. maybe someday. Well, the issue with the smaller ones is it's easier to let it get out of control. Oh, yeah, because, like, I, I I even have just, like, a little glass terrarium, and that thing used to be so pretty, and you could see everything in it, and now it's just, like, it's just, it's, it, it's exploded. It, like, that's what it sounded like when it exploded. Like, Wait, I, it literally exploded, or what? I have to, like, I take the top off, and it's like, and I have to, like, trim the whole thing, oh, and I'm like, oh, it used yeah. to have, like, such cute little plants in it. Well, it's like mine. It's like hard to get in there. So I'm just I like, can't. I don't even know do what's up in there anymore. I think there's some stuff that's yeah. died because I, I haven't watered it in a very long time. I usually don't have to, but I think at some point I should have watered it because um, I haven't since I moved and I, it's looking a little dead. <laughs> just from afar. I haven't gone up to it to investigate. Like, I'm scared I might, because I put the like, isopod in it. it. I put the isopod in it and now I have the ick. And now it's eaten everything. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what's going on. <laughs> everything looks so bad after I put it in there. He's working overtime to make my life hard. He's poisoning the plants just to eat them later. Mm. I know go. there's a crystal in there somewhere, like a little rose quartz. Oh, so he's getting like superpowers from he's it. He's getting good vibes down in there. <laughs> there's even a piece of driftwood in there. You wouldn't even know. <laughs> All the plants are around it. Well, it's got that like... Um, aquamarine, pilea, whatever, that thing that just like, explodes in every, anything you put it in. So, anyways, back to it. 
someone asked, well, two people asked, where do you get your supplies for terrariums, aquariums, and stuff like driftwood, moss, all that fun stuff? So it can be really difficult if you don't live in a place where there are like aquarium hobbyists. Mm -hmm. Um, So luckily I live in Los Angeles and people love aquariums out here. People love anything out here. Like if you're interested <laughs> in a hobby, you can find your. Oh yeah, they have everything in LA. Yeah, so I'm. Like, Except snow. That yeah, I still haven't really experienced <laughs> snow yet. Come here, we'll help you. <laughs> I I want to go to like see snow in California. People go to see snow. Yeah, they go like that. up to the mountains. They're like, let's go take a day trip up to see the yeah. snow. I'd rather die. <laughs> they like drive two hours to go and look at the. Uh, what we what's our nightmare i walk out the door and immediately become depressed (laughs) it gets really bad up here like sometimes we don't see sun for a very long time but it's been coming back out like a little bit blessed be the fruit so do you think that you get most of your um oh yeah most of your stuff locally mostly yeah and i like before i struggled with it because the only other place you could get it is online but Mm -hmm. It's it's difficult because you can't see what you're going to get because most online retailers won't show you exactly what you're going to get. So it's like, oh, I'll buy this driftwood, but they could send you literally like a stick because it's, you know, it's what we got. It's random. It, the picture is not actually the driftwood assorted. <laughs> exactly. So um, when I was like, before I lived in Los Angeles, I would watch all these people going into their local aquarium stores, like just so jealous like in san francisco or um in europe or in asia they i feel like they appreciate aquariums a bit more um so i would just watch those things and like look at all the pieces and kind of imagine what my aquariums would look like if i had that piece of wood and stuff so i'm able to buy most of my supplies locally but if i were talking to someone who i don't know where they live um i would say etsy is a really good place uh because there's hobbyists on there who have that type of stuff and generally it will be like a what you see is what you get type of deal um and etsy has literally everything that you could want for plant related stuff uh but then there's also some really popular online retailers like there's glass aqua there's boost plant and just a bunch of other stuff like if you look up aquatic plants for sale just look at any of those most popular um, sites that pop up and then they likely have wood or driftwood and, and moss too. What people don't know is that a lot of aquatic mosses for aquariums can also be grown out of water. Um, so like immersed, most aquatic plants can grow in water and out of water. So, And they also look different when they're underwater versus out of water. And another fun fact is a lot of the common aquarium plants you'll find in pet stores are not actually aquatic plants. Oh, that's the tea. These These are not meant to be fully submerged. They're just (laughs) meant to be half submerged. And they don't tell you that. Nope. Why would they? Because then you can just buy more when they die. (laughs) Mm, Big brain. (laughs) Well, I think when you were talking about like getting local stuff, I really like to emphasize to people like just look up if you have a store near you like you might have an aquatic store near you you might have a hydroponic store near you like we have a hydroponic store in Minneapolis. A full-blown shrimp store yeah you might have full you you don't know what's in your area until you look it up because it's probably actually not. we should go to the hydroponic store because i remember when i went there alone and i was too afraid to go in because it was in that same kind of office warehouse type of facility and i was sounds like, right this can be very intimidating <laughs> there was no right. window so i like couldn't see well, in and i like a... got to the door and i was like 
Okay, not today. Did we I go to Twin Cities Reptiles left. together? I went with you, yes. right? Twin Cities Reptiles. But that's like you can tell it's a store. That wasn't in like an that office That was kind of crazy, though, because yeah, do you was. remember when we looked over and there was just all of a sudden a giant lizard through that one door? <laughs> like they had this whole like, there was this literally like whole doorway and they had it like glass, like as if you just look into this room and there's just, what was it? I don't know. It looked bigger. Than, it was bigger than a bearded dragon, whatever it was. I don't know. You don't see those in Minnesota. I'm like, this poor thing is just sitting in the middle of the store. <laughs> well, at least he had a get... whole room. He did have a whole room to himself, but I'm like, this poor guy like doesn't even see daylight. <laughs> no, I felt bad. There was a lot of tarantulas and snakes. Scary. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, you guys, you don't know if they're, they're, it's probably not going to be a popular store if you have like a mm-hmm. like a aquaponics, whatever the heck store, hydroponic store, anything. People are probably not talking about it, so you got to go on the Google. Yeah. It's it's a struggle for people who live in like smaller cities because growing up I lived in a smaller city mm-hmm. um, and we just didn't have anything and even if we did the selection was very minimal. Um, but yeah, I'm it's very rough. blessed. It's rough out there. Yeah. yeah. Someone asked Rebecca's plant asked if you had any algae in your terrariums or aquariums. Or if you deal um, with that, so I don't really know if t- algae in terrariums is really an issue. At least not that I've experienced. Um, but in aquariums, yes, especially when starting. I think that is like the biggest issue for people who first start. Um, and I think a big answer, like a very good solution to that is to add a ton of plants. Because the reason why you're getting the algae is likely because your lights are on for too long um, or there's too many nutrients in your aquarium. And so you can kind of solve that problem by adding a lot of plants or like floating plants. Um, those are really good at taking up the excess nutrients or just like easy, fast growing plants. If you go on YouTube, like top 10 easiest, fast growing aquarium plants, choose some of those and then add them to your aquarium. Um, and yeah, I've definitely had a lot of struggles. And what's also horrible is that there are multiple types of algaes that can affect your aquarium. And then there the solution for them is all different and some are more difficult some are easier uh, yeah my, my issues all started with the, the blue green slime oh, oh that's the, that's and one of the ever worst since ones. then i've had every type <laughs> imaginable and they would just will not go away i guess maybe i would literally if someone were asking me questions i'd be like i don't know go see if there's like a uh fish tank facebook page and ask them <laughs> like send <laughs> in your picture like, and be like what is this what do i do they're gonna be kind of rude probably oh yeah i'm sure they will <laughs> like it's like the carnivorous plant pages you go on there i would never ask a question a carnivorous plant page oh my god you got roasted i love i'm in the um the ping plantation one is i don't know if it's pinguicula i don't even know how to say it um that group is a fun one but it's just a lot of people like sharing their like pings yeah yours are cute your pings were like one of the first pings that i saw i was like oh what are those and now i have a few yeah they're very cute they're like the only ones i can keep alive they're actually like kind of hardy for a carnivorous plant, in my opinion. I mean, mine are doing like great. Distilled water? I literally don't. <laughs> <laughs> I literally use tap water on all of them, and they're just doing yeah, the thing. Sometimes it works. I'm sure some, when they get a little bit bigger, they might be hardy. mad at me. But I, I literally got some tiny little baby ones from someone. Like you could barely see them in the soil, and they're getting bigger. No, it's so cute. <laughs> and when they put out their first flower. And the flowers are so pretty. It's so I haven't precious. had any flowers yet, but I die. It's so cute. I give them to Brandon. Like I get every time I get a little shipment, I'm like, "Hey, here's a ping," and his explodes. 
What the hell? Are you putting them in like your terrariums or anything? Mine are just chilling on the top shelf of one of my cabinets altogether. I really want to actually like make a little pingdom on a lava rock or something. This is the yeah, ping- li- Literally look up hashtag pingdom and you guys <laughs> will see all the inspiration. Pingdom. P- I've never heard I-N-G- of that. That's D-O-M. very cute. Pingdom. <laughs> Because it's your little kingdom of pings. And mine is just, that first one you gave me was in like a tiny little container with just barely any soil. And it just outgrew the container. And I didn't know what to do because I didn't have the soil. And I wasn't going to order a bunch of new ping soil. So I just threw it in a a drip tray. And Mm -hmm. it just sits on its little tiny bit of soil. And it's put out 20, 30 flowers. Yeah. And and what's crazy about them is like when they flower, they actually like separate and like turn into two different plants. So I probably have like 22 plants in one. Eventually like separate (laughs) them and you Mm -hmm. can propagate them just like a little succulent, like tear off a little leaf and just like prop it. And actually I noticed when someone posted in this Facebook page, it actually makes like a bunch of babies all along it. Like it doesn't just make like one new little plant. Mm -hmm. You can actually get like tons of them all along the leaf. Like a mother of thousands. Literally. Like it basically turns to a mother of thousands if you like put it on. You can just lay it on lava rock. And if it's wet, it'll just like make a bunch of babies. Amazing. Do it, people. That's going to be the new thing. Fuck a, yeah, pic- fuck a picture cute. plant. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want more. They're so hard to find. And I think besides getting them from like California carnivores, I just get them from local people who happen to make little babies. Well, there's that ping grower here who you showed me who has like crazy pings am- and things pings and things yeah. yeah he specializes i think in i think nepenthes did, and did you look up his he posted like an excel spreadsheet of every ping he has and i was like what no i looked at because he has like all the actual names and it's all color coded and it's all scientific i don't even know how to say any of those no i <laughs> and i was like oh because he was like okay i put up this list so i can like trade with people and i'm like he's not gonna want any of mine <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna want to trade with me <laughs> I don't know, maybe someday. I'm like that. I just love when people have their own little specialty where I can be like, hey, this person is great at this specific plant. That's why I love that there's like niches inside of niches inside of niches. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, there's like so many different communities within the communities. It's interesting. I love it. Okay, Brandon. That's why I kind of like how I'm labeled sort of as like moss. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of, I think we we didn't have an official moss section, which is honestly my my bad because we had four thousand questions about growing moss. Um, so I think you should just do a little quick moss one hundred and one because yeah, me and Nicole have tried and we both failed. What do so. we need to know? I yeah, because all I get is algae on my moss. I've never had. I don't know, maybe once had like a sprout. I remember I was like, oh my God, look at my moss is growing. I found Benji's put it under the light. It'll love it. And you're like, that's algae. And I was like, no, it's not. And it was? (laughs) Yes. Okay. I was right. (laughs) Well, because at some point, like I was like, I've seen enough of Benji's videos to know what real moss looks like when he's cutting it. I know that fluffy moss. And when it's like dark green and it's just covering the moss that's already there, like that's not alive, you know? And eventually they start getting sprouts and stuff, but never it happens. We haven't had it happen. So yeah. crash course on moss. What do the people need to know? Okay. There are a lot of different moss species out there, like a ton. Um, the ones that I grow are sphagnum moss, this random moss that I found on the ground like two years ago. I don't know the species <laughs> of because it's like impossible to identify them. Um And then I grow aquatic mosses, but they can also grow outside of the water, which is really cool. Um, With the sphagnum moss, I got all of mine by regrowing it from dried sphagnum moss. 
I followed this one person on Instagram um, who had it regrow for them. And I was like, how did you do that? Because I didn't know that was possible. And they're like, oh, just kind of just buy this brand and then keep it under moist conditions like consistently um, and give it a good amount of light, but not too much. That way it grows algae. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, I don't really believe you, but then it worked for me. <laughs> like, okay, well, it sounds like bullshit, but I'll give it a try. <laughs> like, let me try, yeah. And then I just, like, two months later, I wasn't really even thinking about it, but I had these propagations of string of hearts with sphagnum moss in it. And then I just started seeing these tiny little green sprouts. Like, it's different than the algae because the algae will be like a slime covering, um, but the sprouts will have like a physical structure. And I sent the picture to the person and I was like, is this it? Like, is this what I think it is? And they're like, yeah, that looks like it. And so from there, I've just been like trimming them and propagating them. And um, so with my sphagnum moss, my live moss, it grows very easily once it's alive. Um, Getting it to come alive is a hard part because like, I don't really even know. And what type of light did you put it in? Is it sunlight or grow light? It was a grow light. It was an LED grow light. I should have so much I don't even know what to do with it. You have really powerful <laughs> lights, though. Like, really powerful lights. Yeah. And it's it's hard to say, because, <laughs> like, it doesn't work for some people, and it works for others. And I think it only, it worked for me, and I used the Best Grow Sphagnum Moss brand, which is, like, Write that down, I think Brandon. one of the best that down. I know what it is. It's okay. The, we, we know, you know what it is. <laughs> I don't, I, I, the, the, the moss that I get is in a clear thing. I don't know the name brand. <laughs> well, see, and I've I've gotten good moss from other sources. I've never purchased good moss because I am cheap. <laughs> I know the work that I buy is like $25 and that's still a lot for me. I don't like buying like accessories. The plants are expensive enough. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be buying all this shit. I can't. But I think I've been giving mine too much light because I do notice that when I have like, I don't know, little things and like little anthuriums or something that are getting a lot of light because they're small or something. Um, it gets a nice little algae layer on top. How cute. So, But if you don't want to like regrow it, it's really easy to purchase it. Mm. Um, you can purchase live moss on Etsy and um, probably from like uh, carnivorous plant growers. A lot of the times there is live sphagnum moss growing on top um, from the plants that you purchase from them. And once it's alive, it's pretty easy. It's just keeping it wet and you just can't let it dry out like completely. So um, I tried to have live sphagnum moss on top of my aeroids and things like that, but it doesn't work because it needs to be wet consistently or else it'll just dry out and die. But for my carnivorous plants, I have them in um, cups without drainage holes and I use reverse osmosis water. But previously I was just using tap water and they were fine. And you just have to keep it like wet all the time, Um, but not too wet. Obviously it's, it's hard to describe. There's a balance. Yeah. Yeah. I try and but tell people, with, like, if you can wring it out and there's, like, a lot coming out of that, like, sphagnum moss, it's probably really too wet. <laughs> you know? it's There's that, like, icky, soupy consistency that they get to. Sopping wet moss. Oh, is like, you know what uh, You know what consistency it is? What? Chicken noodle soup that you left on the counter overnight. Uh, That's don't even. what it is. That made my skin crawl a little <laughs> bit. I don't know why. <laughs> Gross. Just, like, really stagnant noodles. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Gross. (laughs) That would make sense because I do, like, a lot of my plants that are sitting in moss um, or growing in moss, I do, like, let them dry out completely. So why the hell would they regrow? Mm -hmm. Makes sense to me. But it is easier to just buy it live. 
That's the, like the hardest part. The way our brains work, we have to grow it ourselves or else it's <laughs> not worth doing. <laughs> I think that's the magical part. If I buy it myself, that's not fun. That's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> that's why I'm like, I buy a lot of like Ethereum seedlings, but only the ones that I know I'm not going to be able to make myself, you know? Like I don't have a pappy. I don't have a... Well, I'm getting worried because I think that like the originals are going to be harder and harder and harder and harder to come by because of all the hype. Purebred plants are going to be hard to get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, who do you believe? There's always drama with Mm. Ethereum community. Oh, yeah. I got sold a hybrid and it's, yeah, my friend is really into Ethereum and um, he always updates me about the drama and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a lot. The episode with Brian, which I think is, no, it won't come out next week. It'll come out in two weeks. Oh, yeah, he we talks talked a lot Brian. about it. Oh my god, that one was a good episode. We learned a lot about F two, F whatever, and all that. Oh, he just posted about it. On yeah, story. I was like, thank <laughs> God he shares that because I needed to, a refresher. Because <laughs> like after he said it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. In one ear, out the other. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then I was going to share it, and I'd be like, on two weeks episode, you get to t- hear this conversation. Yeah, I literally even forgot what it even is. Because then the other day you were like, yeah, it was really interesting to learn about that. And now I know F2 means. And you're and just like, nodding. Like, I'm uh, nodding. I'm like, yep, I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> but it makes sense now because I was like, why are these doc block things called F2, F1, F3? Yeah, and then why is it called doc block in the first place? And then I had to have my Ethereum friend explain, oh, he's mm-hmm. a boost, you know, hybridized it. And they call him doc block because he's a surgeon or a doctor or something. I don't remember. And- doc block. <laughs> Yeah. It's very cool. Benji, do you want a plant named after you one day? The Benji plant? Mm. I don't I don't really care. That much. <laughs> like, meh, <laughs> but, uninterested. Uh, maybe. I mean, I guess that'd be kind of cool. I feel like I wouldn't name it after myself, so I'd probably name it after, like... After your beautiful wife, Patricia. Theo. Oh, my God. <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sometimes Brandon and I be watching, like, old documentaries, and then we actually learn stuff, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Philodendron Patricia is named after Patricia, his wife. Patricia. I forget his name because I don't remember names, but. <laughs> but you remember her name, though. So. Yeah, because I literally screamed in the middle of it. I was like, wait, we know that plant. <laughs> He's like, I was just going through the forest of Ecuador and I just saw this plant. It was just so beautiful. It reminded me of my wife, Patricia. <laughs> like, oh my God. Isn't it funny, though, that he gets to choose the name of that plant? <laughs> and here we are. There. And now we're all saying it. And now we're all going after it. It's crazy. And I have it now. Now he has <laughs> it. <laughs> I you almost like got one from someone, but it was $165, and I was going to have to pay for shipping. And I was like, <sighs> I don't want to. Because I knew I was going to have to do overnight because it was, it was still cold. Someday. Maybe yeah. someday. They're dropping in price a lot. They used to be very expensive. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really sad I got rid of my Esmeralda Dense, though, because that's one that I really like that looks a little bit similar when they're, yeah, like, big, they're like but it still much. has that, like, nice, like, woo, on top. Yeah, I'm sad. I trade. I, guess what? I traded mine for a Rufitivore de Cursivo. <laughs> that's why some, like, I like to, pr- pr- like, preach, like, trade plant for plant. Like, don't be caught up in the value. F that. But then there's mm-hmm. sometimes, like, when I do give away a plant that then I can't get back as easily. Because I think I you paid, know. like, 50 bucks for that, and now they're, like, triple that when I see Well, them. I think with every trade, I, like, make it very obvious, like, if I'm giving you this plant that I'm giving you my one and only of, you got to give me back a cutting. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that there aren't a whole whole lot of plants that I trade, like, the whole thing for. I did get rid of, like, some Syngoniums that weren't giving me joy, but it's not often that I, like... Get, get rid of a plant completely, but I'm sad that I got rid of that one. 
I'll never stop thinking about it. <laughs> Get over it someday. Plant regrets. Always, always plant I just regrets. recently had someone um, reach out to me about a plant that I bought from them like eight months ago. Oh, no. And they were just like asking like for perhaps if they could get a cutting. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, next time I repot it, I'll just take a cutting for you. But I thought that was really like... Well, they Sweet missed like it. Everything. I was like, oh my God, you've probably been thinking about this ever since you <laughs> sold it. They probably took months to get up the courage. They'd probably be yeah. like, is it weird? Should I message him? Should I? Is it weird? Will he remember I me? Think, <laughs> I think they watched my houseplant tour and then they saw it and I bet they were like, oh my God. <laughs> They're like, it's big enough. He can cut it now. He can give me a cutting. <laughs> it's, it's really fun though. And I feel like, I don't know about you, but I think that the plants that I trade from or get from people or get from friends are a lot more sentimental to me mm-hmm. and it's, it's hard like for me value. to get yeah it's yeah. hard for me to get rid of them especially like you have that fiddly fig from your dad and it's like if that ever were to be like super sad you'd be like well, sure I could get another big fiddly fig but it's not going to be the same I'm not yeah. going to have that attachment well literally I gave uh that girl my top cutting on the clarinarium and I was like Cole gave me this for my birthday present, and this is the top cutting, and it means so much to me. Please don't let it die. I know, because now all the other cuttings look pitiful. Well, no, the, the base you. looks good. The base has three leaves coming out. I thought you said the, the rooted base was like like the one that... Oh, no, that was the mid-cut. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it'll come back, but... Yeah. Um, cutting up anthuriums is kind of scary, because there's not a whole lot of room for error in that. So, yeah, that's scary. Okie dokie. Let's move into future projects. A little list of final questions. Yeah, what do you got going on for 2022? What are your goals? What's what's on the agenda? (laughs) I'm not necessarily one to plan too hard. Like most that I have planned (laughs) is most my next month. But I don't really have anything that I want to add necessarily just because I don't have that much room. Um. I do want to start um, growing edible plants. Like on my balcony, I'm starting to grow some beans and some spinach, um, some summer spinach, uh, just because that isn't really something I've explored much yet. Um, So those are like my plant goals. But the other goals, I have no idea. I appreciate I that answer very that much. <laughs> I know that in one of your recent videos, you're like trying to get organized and you're finally like planning mm-hmm. content ahead of time. So yeah, maybe those so are that's your why goals. I have that one month. Yeah, you're one. You're one month. <laughs> yeah, so I have it planned like one month out, but that's as far as I can go. Well, that's still very good because it's still hard for me to plan like the next day. You never know what you're going to feel when you wake yeah, up. I, I have no idea my energy level. I don't know what I'm going to want to do. And it's almost intimidating for me to commit to doing certain things on certain days. Because I don't know if I'm going to want to do it. Well, and then yeah, like that's, for, why I'm also, yeah. that's why I'm also hesitant to like say what my goals are. Because I don't know if I'm actually going to do it within the next, like, the next year. Speak so I don't it want into existence, Benji. Speak it into <laughs> existence. But I don't know if I'd want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe you need to ponder on like, what do I want this year to look like? What do I want to accomplish? What What am I going to feel good about? Yeah, it's okay to keep pondering that. Generally, though, it, what it is like just to be more organized and like less all over the place because that's just been my reality for most of like school and then when I started content creation. So just to be able to be one of those people who are like, I have videos planned out one week in advance, like already filmed, edited, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like that just sounds so amazing to me. I feel like I'd be like, 
I don't know. I'd forget what the video is. Would I even want to upload well, that anymore? I, you, I, we record podcasts, and then if I don't edit them immediately, I forget we ever recorded them. Yeah, he did do that one time. <laughs> there are a couple like, of podcasts just floating out there that yeah, never got up. I was up. like, you never posted this about when we talked about pricing. And he was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, we recorded a whole episode talking about pricing and scams. Never came out. <laughs> it's probably, like, missing in there somewhere. But we probably got a lot more to say about it now. Yeah. So it's probably good that was we it, Was it from a while ago? Yeah, it, I remember we recorded it the day that that uh, variegated gloriosum hit. Oh um, yeah, and I think it was like so interesting. Was like, that was the day that we recorded it, and so there's a lot more to say about that and just other things. So I do remember that that I was like, dang, we could have talked about this. We just recorded that, but now we have another opportunity. I feel like we have a lot to say. There's so much like to look for in like scams, and I think that. I don't know, there's too many plant people that are like, oh my God, I got this plant today. And oh my God, I'm so excited because it's like super different and cool. And I'm like, that's the same as like this other, what are you talking about? You just got roped into paying an extra $200 because they slapped on another word at the beginning. That doesn't mean anything. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot it hurts of like, me. Yeah. Like I'm new to plants, but I spent $500 on this. Oh, I can't. No, but the newbie, I don't know where you guys are getting your money, but the newbies that are coming in and like throwing the money at this, Oh, it makes me ill. I, I can't. I I understand why they do that though, just because they get caught up in it, and it's like all very interesting. And mm-hmm. if you see these like beautiful plants, then it's the status symbol. It's like instant gratification type thing, I think mm-hmm. too. It's literally what yeah. I've been doing, and I'm like, oh, I just bought a plant on Instagram, and I forgot what it was. She was like, "Here's your tracking," and I'm like, "What did Thank I? You. Okay, <laughs> I guess it'll be a surprise." <laughs> I'm sure it was really good and worth it if I'm getting it shipped in the winter. <laughs> It'll be good. Just be another another Anthurium hybrid. That yeah, I feel like you just go into like a 3 a.m. blackout and then you wake up the next really? day with all these it's bad. confirmation numbers and you're like, what did I do? <laughs> That's literally exactly how it happens. Oh, he does. I recently, well, not that recently, but I got out of like plant Facebook groups because those just make you want to buy things so bad. So. There's purges all day, every well, day. I'm not fast enough to buy anything. The fact that I've ever gotten things from a purge is truly surprising. Yeah, you check Facebook, I feel like, after everybody's done. Yeah, I'm like, like, oh, cool. Oh, great. <laughs> like, oh, this ended two hours ago. I'm like, okay. I think sometimes the only way that I happen across things is, actually, it's lately been on people's Instagram stories, just random story sales, and I'm like, oh, that's tempting. And then I keep <laughs> clicking it back, and I'm like, oh, they haven't deleted it. It's still available. Mm. <laughs> that's bad well, the only reason I got the vitif- vitifolium is because it was nine hours later and some were still unclaimed and I was like oh but then she got banned from the group banned from the group? yeah or muted from the group muted why? because she owns a landscaping company and that was too planty to be selling plants oh my god I so know, I was like I'm glad I got right. in there before that got muted <laughs> Some of the rules in some of these groups, like some of them I really respect on like using non-problematic plant names. Um, I think that's really important. And then there's some things where they're like, no, I'm kicking you out. Goodbye. I've gotten into fights with the admin. I'll fight to the death. Don't threaten me. Sometimes what's bad is that because it is such a mix of people in the plant community, like literally everyone likes plants. So you can pick people out from any other community to be in the plant community. It can be very like hostile sometimes there's like every type of plant person out there like anybody can get into plants so yeah exactly. there's lots of crazy people ah. okay. look at us 
Uh, let's see. We have two more questions. Coffee versus plants wanted to know, how do you take your coffee? We've been talking about this question literally all day. <laughs> so we are very excited to hear this answer. Um, like talking about it, like what you think I drink or like, what you literally. We just thought it was a random question and thought it was funny. And we've just been hypothesizing all day. Yeah. Brandon's like, I bet he doesn't even drink coffee. And I'm like, I don't know. I bet I he do likes a little coffee. iced coffee. You know. So I either drink hot black coffee. That's, that was my second choice. Classic. Or I drink. <laughs> Or I do drink iced coffee with milk or a mocha frap every once in a while. And I also really love Vietnamese iced coffee. Oh, oh yes. yes. That's, <laughs> That's probably my favorite, but it's hard to come by. So, yeah. But I started drinking black coffee in college because I was like lazy and broke. So I didn't buy like creamer and like milk. <laughs> it's so expensive. I, so, the um, whole bottle yeah. of creamer is like as much as the They're like the five bucks coffee. now. Yeah, it's insane. And, it, and you go through it so fast if you're someone who likes it sweet. So I just got used to it kind of. And now I now I enjoy it. It was like a Stockholm syndrome type thing where I <laughs> forced myself to drink it. And I was like, oh, wait, I think I like this. Now, I so. like this. I swear to God, I like it. <laughs> I suppose there are like when you really get into black coffee, there are like fancy black coffee and there is shitty black coffee. Like I know that like people taste the difference. It's out there. There's fancy black coffee. Well, I mean, I drink espresso, but like my espresso compared to any other espresso, I'm like, this garbage. See, I just, I have the problem where like if I make anything at home, I feel like it tastes like shit. It, it, but if it's made by somebody else, mm, it's delectable. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, I think at, uh, the coffee that you made me this morning, I was still drinking it at like 5 p.m. And it obviously tasted like water with coffee <laughs> aftertaste. And it still was like, oh, this tastes kind of fancy. It's kind of <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. Okay, very last question. Apparently, this is now our our question that we're asking everybody. Um, if someone's in your area, what is your favorite plant shop where you live that you would recommend that people go to? So people do actually ask me that sometimes, like people who are visiting. So there's two that I recommend. There's one that I actually buy things from, um, and I'm friends with the owner now, uh, and it is called Yamaguchi Bonsai Nursery. And so they have amazing like bonsai stuff and also houseplant things. But that's also where I got a lot of my pots from because um, they have these very, they have a ton of pot selection and they're very, they're all very unique and like pretty, but minimal-ish. So like right up my alley. And then there's this other place called um, Tropics Inc. And this place is like fancy. There's no price tags. You walk in, there's no workers. It's like, not even it's like more of a art or like a plant display gallery like place and it's somewhere where like ellen degeneres buys her plants from martha stewart they rent out their plants for like hollywood things for shows or for luxury real estate um so they'll like stage their plants for luxury real estate um and so i went in like I, i visit that place just to look just to browse and i talked to one of the people who work there she's this amazingly cool british lady and she's been working there for (laughs) 20 years and then she just sounds so like her voice is so beautiful i was speaking to her i was like i'm talking to celebrity it felt like (laughs) um and i asked her i was like oh how much um like how much would this be like how much are your plants just because i knew it would be an outrageous price and she was like it can range anywhere from like 50 dollars to 
uh, six figures, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, thank you very much. I will. Six, six figures? I'm and what just, kind of plants are Yeah, they? what plant is that? I'm like, it's I like know that old, these are like. very old oh, with pots and stuff. Very, it's, like, I know that some so of them are beautiful. probably really big. I have seen, like, the back of Ellen's house. She's got big, big, big monstera. Oh, you've been stuff. to the back of Ellen's house? No, she used to film <laughs> in it, like, back when my mom used to like Ellen. I feel like now everyone hates Ellen. Ellen isn't, like, the 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 the, the I don't know. No. The beam of well, light. Turns that she out, used Ellen's to be. a Karen. Uh, apparently, <laughs> but she, when she was filming, like in her actual house, you could see her whole backyard was just filled with massive monsteras. It's just like her her landscaping. I'm like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. She made her like producer stand out there every day. It was really awkward. It's giving rich lady. And I, <laughs> it's giving rich, and I don't give a shit. She used rich, to flaunt yeah. it as like a joke, like oh, because I have servants and I'm so rich. Like she would make it a joke, but I'm like. We know you're serious. Yeah, now it's a <laughs> like, little bit like that's Ooh. that's real. A little too on the nose. <laughs> yeah, like you're making jokes about like your actual life. Okay, all right. Enough shit talking, Ellen. I think we're Dunsies, and we've had Benji here for a long time. <laughs> okay, we're only at an hour and a half. I honestly well, was thinking also, this was going to take four. Two hours behind us, so so we're tired. We want to go to bed. It's our bedtime. <laughs> yeah, I sleep early, but like we, oh you. Just came up. Oh, oh hi! Oh my gosh, the cutie! <laughs> I want a dog so bad. I say that every single time I see a dog. Someday, the second you've got a dog, you're gonna be like, "This is too much work." <laughs> That's why I'm waiting for one. I need, I need a dog when it fits my lifestyle. Yeah, I'm not home. And you all find day. one on the side of the street, like an oh old dog. God. I know. I'm just like, I'm eventually gonna be rescuing one. I'm gonna be stuck with it. <laughs> but I'm trying to. Th- I follow a lot of random like dog people on it on uh, TikTok. I follow everybody on TikTok. Where people are talking about like good breeds and bad breeds and like how some like have a lot of problems and some I don't. I love the doodle bullying. You love when people are making fun of doodles? People like doodles and I don't understand it. They're just obsessed with them. It's sick. When I figured out it's literally a poodle and a golden retriever and I, w- I was like, what? Why wouldn't you just get a golden retriever or, or a poodle? I don't know. Why would you want a doodle? I don't know. I don't understand it. Yeah, but I definitely obsessions with breeds yeah. kind of feel weird to me sometimes. I want a dog that's not going to have to be in and out of the vet because I don't have money for that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't have money for that. I still have to get my bunny fixed. It's going to be like five hundred dollars. What? Okay. Oh yeah, you, you have, have to, to do get, that. Yeah, you have to get your bunnies fixed. It's bad. Why? And, and and get this, you have to look for like an exotic vet to do it because they're technically like just like a cat dog place isn't going to take a rabbit, um, but. They it changes their behavior. Like the boys in particular can be really territorial if they're not fixed, and they also spray all over the place. Like they're very bad at like actually going in their litter box unless they're fixed. And girls, like in particular, because I have I have, a, I have a female bunny, their risk of getting like um, oh, cancer yeah. goes way up after like age four or six or something. So you really have to get them fixed if you actually want them to like live a long happy life. So yeah. I'm in a bunch of bunny parent groups, which is a good thing. I'm glad I joined because I learned a lot. I, the person who convinced me to get a bunny did not know a lot about bunnies, so I'm How glad. How many Facebook I, groups are you in? Too many. <laughs> I finally left the Eau Claire ones. Oh, there's Eau Claire ones? <laughs> I was in like the Eau Claire buy, sell, trade group, Eau Claire ride share. I oh, was I in, wasn't that I one. was in all the groups. And for some oh, reason, I don't know what's wrong with Facebook, but I, um, I'll, unfo- I'll unfollow them or leave them, and I feel like they're still popping up. I still see it. I don't understand you, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, Facebook confuses me still. I can't handle it. Okay, do we have a review to read on the... Yes, we do. Yeah, we're supposed to review to re- read a review. This is actually the, the last one. Well, 
but there might be more by the time this airs, but yeah. we need more. So please give us a five-star review on Apple. Write something funny. Write something nice. Be mean as long as it's a five-star review. We'll read yeah, it. You can you can say something hateful. If you can us bully us stars, if there's we'll five. And we'll read it and we'll cry. It's okay. <laughs> so this one is from a gritty. A gritty, it's a, a wed, gritty. Wed, a gritty. A gritty. Wednesday. <laughs> That's when it was posted on Wednesday Wednesday. by a gritty. I'm like, what is it? It says, the title is Love It. I really enjoy listening to these two. They have so much planty knowledge. Thank you, a gritty. (laughs) Thanks. The pickings are slim. (laughs) (laughs) We've gotten, we've had a lot more episodes than we think. I guess. We've literally read them all. Oh, we've read all the reviews? Yes. Except for the four star one. We didn't, we just mentioned it. We didn't actually. We, we mentioned it too much. I think we beat that with, like, that's the dead horse we've been beating. That four star Here we are with a thousand dollar of equipment in front of us, all because of one four star rating. What did they say? They said our audio is sucky. No, what did they say? It was like, well, they were like, I love them. I love the content, but the audio is so horrible. I will never listen again. That's not what they said. They literally were like, the audio could be a little better. <laughs> It was a little meaner than that. Brandon took it to heart, like personally. He like buys a whole five hundred dollar like setup now. And well, it does sound really good now. I will. Maybe Yay. it worked. <laughs> maybe it worked. Yeah, and that's right. why we have to differentiate seasons so that they know the orange background is the is the updated yeah. setup, which we're still learning about. Except our first couple episodes have so many views. They have, oh our first couple yeah because they start from the beginning. Oh. I guess. And also our Ethereum episode, which was episode 21. It's a lot of views, too. We didn't even know that much about Ethereum's at that point. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> we literally just had to ask Brian every question on the planet. We don't know that much about Ethereum's. Okay. As we wrap up, Benji, where can people find you on the internet if they want to learn more and follow you? Um, so you can find me on most social media platforms as just Benji Plant with you can type it in probably without a space, and I think I'll pop up. But for Instagram, someone took the name, so it's Benji underscore plant. Rude. Give it back. Uh, well, I think you can bully <laughs> them into submission now. <laughs> I, I did actually DM them because they weren't active. I was like, hey, I was just wondering like if you're still using your account name, because if not, like it would be cool if I could have it, but they didn't respond. So I think that they're just not active, but it's okay. So everyone go mass report that account. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. And then um, I think Benji, now you have a Patreon. So if you guys want to hear Benji talk and do a little podcast each month, you can go sign up for his Patreon. I believe if you do the level two or three, you will get that podcast. Yes. Um, I just recorded it on my phone though, on a voice memo. So it's not like. Yeah, so don't bully him. Crazy. Don't give him a four-star review. It's it's low fee. (laughs) I think it is easier with one person that you can get away with it. Yeah. With us, we had so many technical problems. (laughs) We still have technical problems every day. We had a technical problem right before this podcast. I know. Our internet was like, goodbye. All right, Brandon, where can people find you? You can find me at uh, all my socials. Brandon Botanical. I almost said Branaconda, but it is no more. R.I.P. And that is actually the reason why I had an under... Yes, I did. Recently, Nicole and David bullied me. 
Yeah, I was on David PV Plant Guy's podcast, and I was like, he was asking about Brandon, and he's like, yeah, what's his username? I'm like, it's like Brandaconda, but I think he should be Brandon Botanical. It's time <laughs> to plant it up. Because how good does that sound? And while he was listening to it in the car, he changed it. Mm-hmm. I was literally on my way to work, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm changing all my usernames. <laughs> what What was the original username? Like, what was it inspired by? What does it mean? So back in 2014, when we were in college, all my friends had musical pun uh, oh, usernames and yeah. Anaconda came out and I was like Branaconda and the only reason I had an underscore is because someone had that account on Twitter just Branaconda and they posted all their food pictures and wouldn't give me the username so relatable <laughs> and you've come so far and now you've dropped the Branaconda I still think I need to make separate accounts to like take it back in case someone tries to like what if they try to catfish me down the line or like catfish people with my old account name? Cause I didn't. What? Like I got to make an account to grab the name so that no one else can take it. What are you going to do with that account? Just nothing. It's just, just going to be a, it So nobody else can have it's it. It's going to be like the original Benji plant place filler. <laughs> no one can have that. <laughs> oh my God. Alrighty. And if you guys want to go follow the podcast, you can go find it on the, what is it? Where are we growing? Mm-hmm. Where Instagram. are we growing? And then I'm at Nicole Larson Grows on Instagram and Tiki Talk. That's it. That's all she wrote. (laughs) Thank you, Benji, for being here. It was an absolute treat. Long time coming. And thank you. We learned a lot. And it was good to actually, like, talk to you. Because I know you're, like, in the DMs sometimes. I was going to say that, too. It was good to actually, like, talk to you face-to-face. And I'm going to go change my uh, fish tank light timer immediately after this conversation. (laughs) I'm going to go get a fish tank. Just kidding. No, I'm not. (laughs) Don't do it. Not going to happen. It's too much. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. (laughs) 